This episode of LA Meekly is sponsored by Heart Soul Heat, the creators of Ghost Honey, a 100% American-made hot honey. It's a ghost pepper-infused raw honey. It's great on pizza and fried chicken. They sent some of us to us, and I tried it earlier, and it is really good. Like some of the best honey and very hot. You have not tried it yet. No, You're, I have a spoon sitting in front of me right now, and you said... I put it into your spoon like a little bit of heroin. <laughs> you have not tried it. Again, I feel like this is... This is like P.T. Barnum here. Like, you have not tried this, honey. This man has not tried this, <laughs> this honey. This young man I pulled from the audience has not met me before. So you are going to tell us how good and how hot it is right okay. now, live on the air. Okay. Try, the, try that, honey. I, uh, let everyone know that in my trigger finger, I also have a mint ready. Because we don't have water. I'm about to eat the hot honey from Heart Soul Heat. Here we go. Very good. Very tasty. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Yep. Oh, man. That is <laughs> spreading through my body. There is steam flying out of Greg's ears. Oh, my God. That's hot. Oh, uh, my God. You're not a hot person. I'm a hot person. This is a good heat. It is strong oh and it God. tastes very good. It's very tasty. Eat the mint, Greg. Eat the mint. I need, you're like, bleeding out of your armpits right now. <laughs> I feel like if I put my tongue on a surface, the surface <laughs> no. will get warm. You'd That's put it towards an ice cube and the ice cube would melt away as you were trying to get to it. Oh so, God. this is, you got a live tasting here of heart soul. Heat, and they are offering fans of LA Meekly 50% off your first order with the code LA at heartsoulheat.com. Use promo code LA HEARTSOULHEAT. Give me a little bit more. Hi there. Hi there. And welcome to Ale Meekly Studios slash an empty classroom at a certain university. This is episode 95 of our Mighty Mighty Meekly podcast. The podcast that'll have you saying, you sound like you're indoors, <laughs> very far away from your home right now. And I am. You sound like you're afraid someone's going to walk in on you. <laughs> Both sides. I think we're between two doors and yeah. there's like just we're waiting for janitors to come in with like a switchblade. <laughs> we told you to get it. And said, then we try yeah. to go out the other door and it's an alligator. Yeah, we're, we're, that's a crocodile. We're yeah, In one door is an alligator. We back away and another one's a crocodile. Trying to remember all the facts we learned. One of them has spikes on his back. And, and then a caiman falls from the ceiling. And we want to know what to do with that. This is just more information now. We really are on a college campus. But yeah, this is our first episode back in our recording studio it's very generous and we're happy that the cast and crew are all ready to go and yeah our whole cast and crew are here yeah. they've all been tested yeah um, they're, they're getting literally getting tested I, right now and i like to think they would pass <laughs> the power of positivity passing the power of positivity <laughs> the big bad voodoo daddies came to join <laughs> us why didn't the big bad voodoo daddies have like a whole like when everyone was getting when they were encouraging everyone to get tested for covid why didn't we tap into the power of the big bad voodoo daddies to pull america together yeah i like to think that I've never been tested, but I like to think if I would, I would pass however it goes. Uh, actually, I'm the one who's never been tested. You've been tested. I've been tested. But yeah, I, like, never I been... do like to think I would pass. I love the male reboot of Never Been Kissed, which has never been tested. <laughs> you're you're 65 and you're everyone's talking about their I COVID I want to lose my C card. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's left of civilization by the time you're 65. Yeah. This guy over here, he remembers nasal the nasal test. Like, yeah, well, me... They still do those? I, uh, I only do the accurate ones, which they go through the <laughs> gills that we've all evolved to 
have like the Mariner and Waterworld. This is the November episode. Before we get into anything, let's welcome our new Patreon people. <gasps> yes, let's let's do that. So we've got new this month. Yes. Uh, this is another person who, as with most people, I assume they are your relative because I can't believe anyone would give us money that isn't related to you. Right, right, right. right but yeah. there's been a few so far that like you can't fault me for thinking <laughs> this person's related to you. We've got David Gonzalez. Uh, you might be related to me. Uh, I have so many family members. <laughs> if you're not, welcome aboard. If you give money to LA Meekly Patreon, you might be related to Greg. Uh, Hi, David. Thank you for joining. Thank you, David. And then uh, we have Cindy Zachney upped her pledge. Oh, so cool. that deserves a, another. Is she related to you? Yeah, she's really, I'm the, we're pretty deep. <laughs> I'm Nay Zachney. And then our final new Patreon person, yes. which I mean, like, why am I even attempting? I'm, I, of course, I'm going to pronounce this name wrong, right. but I have to say it fast. Aranza Gallegos. I think I got the last name well, uh-huh. but the first one, it has a T and an X and I can't like those names that it's like X-O-C-H. I, I've heard it before yeah. and I cannot pronounce it. And I love the name, but uh-huh. like, I cannot pronounce it. So whenever I see someone with that name and I have to like address them, like, is, is, is this you? So yeah, that's you. Ar- oh, Aran- that's just a slice of my life. No, I'm just telling you my, my daily life is me. like, so that's Aranza Gallegos. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Please tell me how to pronounce your name. So before we get into this month, let's talk about something we did in the month of October. Sure. Me, my beautiful girlfriend, Ada, and our, me. our baby, Ringo, the dog. We all went to Idle Hour because they let dogs in there and it was incredible. Well, they better let dogs in there. There's a There's giant a one dog in, in the back. and he's <laughs> You're not- going to deny him and not his guy? <laughs> and he's this- smoking a pipe? <laughs> you tell me I can't smoke? The dog's advertising tamales and ice cream. I don't see any tamales. Uh, I don't see any ice cream. But it's a great, if you love drinking inside of a barrel like I do, um, <laughs> it's a fantastic place. It was really great. We had great drinks there. Uh, we went for happy hour, so it was reasonable. Uh, we went midday, so we were able to get a seat. I don't know how it is usually at night. I imagine it's a I would imagine crazier. very crazy. Yeah, but we went just before our comedy parents uh, celebrated their oh, marriage. Right. They got married. Congratulations, Congratulations to Chris and Cindy. To Chris and Cindy. Crittenden Aravina. They both are swapping names. <laughs> <laughs> they only go by their last names now. Uh, that place, uh, the I hour because from the front it looks like a barrel but I kept hearing uh, say, it, say it like uh, so matter of factly again from the front it looks like a barrel now let me show you these slides because <laughs> I, I always heard like that dog that's smoking a pipe and sells tamales it's the idle hour I'm like that looks like a barrel that doesn't look like a dog <laughs> that's two things how dare you be two things but it's weird that it's yeah it's like in the backyard yeah. why would they build like they have a crazy structure and then they built an even crazier structure in front of it what's crazier than a dog smoking a pipe a barrel it's a narrative. The dog smoking <laughs> pipe lives in the barrel. The dog, the dog just went over Niagara Falls, <laughs> and to celebrate, he used to wear this barrel as pants, like an old timey cartoon. Do they like? Can you go in the dog? <laughs> Inside of a dog, it's too hard to read. Um, but can you? You can go inside of the dog. It's got a little table and some okay. uh, So it's seats. like one, like a romantic suite. Inside, inside the dog, it's a romantic suite. suite. Yes. Inside of the dog. As Groucho Marx said, inside of a dog, it's a romantic honeymoon <laughs> suite. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Which part? Uh, a dog going over right Niagara Falls in a barrel. <laughs> no, I want to go to the restaurant that's inside of a dog, but there's a smaller barrel inside. That makes more sense to me that dogs see barrels. <laughs> but what's behind the dog? Uh, well, you want to hear my thing that I did? Mm, I guess. You wrote it down. My thing is it's the music road in Lancaster, which right. I was telling you a little bit about. You it's did. J- just so you know how to get there, you go to Lancaster and uh, on the road where where you get in and out of Lancaster. Are these directions? Mostly out of Lancaster. Are, are these, these are directions. What, is this what you think directions are? Take the road to Lancaster. <laughs> get off the freeway when it says Lancaster. Look, the streets are A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So you get off at G and you, you make- You thought that would be hard? 
Oh, get off on G. Uh, what? You get off on my G. <laughs> you get off my G. You get off on G and make a left and you go and then like a quarter of a mile or so, you get to the music road, which if you don't know what it is, it's like it's like a quarter of a mile long, but the pavement on the left-hand lane, if you go like 55 miles per hour, the pavement is textured so that when you're driving over it, it plays the Lone Ranger theme song if you're going 55 miles per hour. It's and it, like you, we were going and we're like, where is this thing? Yeah. Like, am I, are we, are we doing it wrong? Down? Uh, yeah. Do I not have tires on my car again? <laughs> but then we got to it and all of a sudden it's like, and it was so exciting. It that was so much great. fun. I like I could have gone for 10 miles <laughs> on the Lone Ranger theme song road. Motorcycles and horses not welcome. Ironically, <laughs> the Lone Ranger would not have a good time on this road because I once saw it on Huel Hauser and yeah. it, we happened to be in Lancaster uh-huh. for the, the one time I happened to be around Lancaster right. and it was, uh, yeah, it's really fun. I can only imagine how Huel Hauser took it. Lost his mind. <laughs> it is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Hanging his head out the window like, like the Joker again. <laughs> is it just me or is this world getting more musical? <laughs> Cop car, it's swaying all over the place to catch all the notes. Yeah, there's, there's like fires all around him and there's people he, wearing Huel Hauser masks. He's handcuffed but he loves it. <laughs> Neat. The kink. <laughs> I could say almost hands down, most fun thing to do in Lancaster. Probably, yeah. What, you don't like meth? Um, I don't know. I don't know how much meth most is in Lancaster. Most addicting thing you can do in Lancaster. <laughs> I can say that with confidence. Music row. Is it row or row? Road, not music. Yeah, it's it's a road, like you know, Cormac like McCarthy, you, or it, yeah, it's, it's Cormac McCarthy was a the road was about this. It was about the Lone Ranger. Yeah. He never <laughs> said it, but it's implied that it's a. About the it was Lone a, it was about you drive down the Lone Ranger Road and then you get eaten by cannibals. That's what that's what happens in the road. Um, every time someone tells me I haven't read the road, every time I I hear someone talk about it, I find out new information of what people oh it's a man and his son on the post-apocalyptic oh i didn't know there were zombies okay not yeah. zombies cannibals sorry yeah, yeah i equate I the two sometimes any, they're not the same well what is a zombie if not a dead cannibal <laughs> <laughs> the hunger to eat people was there before but look greg this is in october we're not here to talk about oh, yeah, zombies it's november yes it is happy happy november uh, happy ha- halloween candy discount day although there's like no halloween supplies because of the shipping right, 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 right we'll get that all in january hey if halloween happens like full blast in January for a second time, count me in. What I will work now. at the docks 24-7 to help out to make that happen. I will get crushed. It's a cold winter, but I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm waiting for these Reese's Pieces any day. The SS Snickers is coming into the port of Los Angeles and they need help unloading. The SS Twix broke in half. One half sank and the other half just kind of floating. Our sister ship. <laughs> this episode, so yes. we've been we've been talking about it for months. We've been, the whole city's been a buzz. We've been asking you, dear listener, to answer a question and send us in your answer, which we are going to get into. To refresh what the question was, it was a question from one of our listunders from Down Unders, (laughs) Greased Weasel. Uh, Hey, Greased Weasel. He's not a ska band. He's a guy. He is but immortal. Um, His question was in full, why Los Angeles? Of all the towns and cities in the world, what is it about your city that you love? I don't care about restaurants or art galleries as an answer, important though they are. I want to know what the things that bind you to the place, the things that are so elemental to your understanding of LA as home that it is hard for you to even conceive of yourselves being anywhere else. So that's his uh, close quote. I thought it was such a good question that it would have been wasted on just hearing us. Yeah. 
you and me answer it at the end of an episode about like the greatest manhole covers of Los Angeles. <laughs> I know a couple good ones. I have a favorite already. <laughs> There's this one that says made in India. Uh, I really <laughs> like that one. Uh, so we decided to build a whole one of our, our annual listener submitted answer episodes around this. So this is going to be a more free form episode. You're going to hear from not just us, but what from many of our listeners right. uh, have to say about that. Uh, and there, there were a lot of crossover in mm-hmm. a lot of these answers. So I tried As there to, usually is. Yeah. So I tried to, I mean, why can't everyone have a unique opinion? That's what I keep demanding. Someone said that already. Try again. Wrong answer. <laughs> so many bounce back emails of wrong answer that people got. Uh, so I tried to group these all together based on a general theme, uh, which don't worry, I have subdivided all into their own categories. I know we said this is a free form episode, but uh, come on. Daniel doesn't believe in free form at all. You would not survive in the jazz world. I'm sorry. It's not for you. Charlie Parker is playing f- and you're just like tapping your watch. Yeah, I'm the, ba- I'm the band leader at the front, like stomping my foot, trying to get him on beat. There's all these subdivided categories and then there's a few that didn't fit into any category that I sort of scattered right. throughout. So we're going to go first. Who, who wants to, do you want to go or me? Is it is yours the idle hour? Is that your favorite? That was actually, I, I, I misread the question. Because mine's the music road. <laughs> I thought he said only restaurants and art galleries. I messed up real bad. Uh, you go first. Okay. So uh, here's my, of course my family's here, blah, 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 blah. I don't like them though. Yeah. But they've only bought four calendars for me. So um, <laughs> this is something that several people touch on in different ways. Yeah. But as we both, you and I both know, my dream of a career mm-hmm. is to write comedy for, to be paid to write comedy, be right. a comedy writer for a living. And Los Angeles is like where that happens. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or New York for, City. For the most part, I think that George Meyer went to Colorado and started Army Man, but that's a isolated incident from one of the funniest <laughs> people out there. I know that what I'm about to say isn't necessarily true. And this isn't a slam on anyone who moves out of town because right, right, right. people are doing that in droves right now. But it's impossible to afford a life here and people want yeah. to have a life, but, uh, but I don't. <laughs> but to me, like leaving, if I were to leave Los Angeles, mm-hmm. that feels like I would be giving up on that dream right. of like this, of, yeah. of making a career out of writing comedy. Right. And that's not something I'm ready to do just quite yet. So that's right. kind of, that's kind of like, you know, it's easier for me to say that because my family's here. Like my whole life has been right. here. So it's easier for me to say that rather than someone who could like move back home to Idaho or Mm -hmm. something. But yeah, to me, that would like if I had to vacate town just to like do buy a house and to, get a job yeah <laughs> get a job like working at the piggly wiggly or whatever i know like we know people who have moved out of town mm-hmm. and who are way more successful yeah. in things that we are interested in yeah. doing so it can't be done but like yeah that's what that's for me personally that's my hang up i guess that's right. tethering me here okay that's fair that's yeah. a good one too this is the oh, town to you. do it did you have you tried uh, being a pa <laughs> they wouldn't have me it turns out um <laughs> actually yes yeah i'm not qualified to be a pa um, uh, my first answer, obviously, is all my stuff is here. Um, you and I have both been to other cities. I was in Las Vegas recently. Mm-hmm. I've been to San Diego within the last year. I love San Francisco a lot. But those, the history of those towns, uh, I'm not tied to those histories at all. But I'm tied very much to the history in Los Angeles of Los Angeles and any avenue that I want to point to like true crime. Oh, I grew up around the corner from uh, where the Hillside Strangler dumped a body that the apartment complex I walked by in high school was where Marion Parker was killed. Like I'm just tied to like the beat walking thing. (laughs) Oh, you want to talk about sports? I grew up near Chavez Ravine where the Dodgers (laughs) eventually came. Where Chavez Ravine was murdered. (laughs) Yeah, where Chavez Ravine was murdered. You like being a know-it-all is what you're trying to say. I like being a know, but I'm I'm tied to all these things. If you talk about alley history, you might hit a thing where I'm like, oh, I 
oh, I know a little bit about where the Three Stooges filmed some certain things because it was down the street from my house. Or I, you know, walking a path uh, that I love and then finding out it was in a movie. I'm, you know, I, I live really close to Elysian Heights where a roommate was a thing, which was, was like a kind of worldwide sensation for a little bit. <laughs> uh, Baxter Street is one of the sleepiest streets in Los Angeles. It's also where O.J. Simpson goes down in Naked Gun Part 2. He slides down a really steep hill. Like, I, I'm tied to all these things and going to another city. It, everything you're talking about is tangentially related to a murder of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> all those people Three Stooges killed. Um, <laughs> I mean, you poke enough people in the eye. You poke someone in the eye enough times, they're going to bleed out. I like being tied to things. And if I moved, like, I really want to move to San Perfect. Francisco. I think it's neat, even though, like, it's got, it suffers the same problems we have. Maybe even more so. Or, like, San Diego is a really beautiful yeah. place, but I yeah, wouldn't... I, don't, I want... I'm, I'm gonna have to move out of town to afford a life to San Francisco. I can't wait to see all that parking, but, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm tied to all these things here, and I love the history of the city, and I love... Another thing I wrote down was, we, we talk about diversity a lot in the city, and that's a big mm-hmm. factor, but also, like, along with diversity is variety in everything. Uh, and not just, like, going from city to city and seeing, like, oh, the right. difference between Burbank and Inglewood and what's different Fern- <laughs> same thing to me uh San Fernando Valley to Downey to Long Beach to San Pedro like I like mm-hmm. the way each thing fills and how they're connected so there's a variety not only you know I'm talking right now like oh I feel like walking down a spooky pier today oh I feel like driving through the mountains today oh I feel like kind of dipping into the desert a little bit so, oh I want to be in the heart of the city oh I want to be in movie town oh I want to be in book town like, so you're like a deranged Roman emperor and you want like every crazy whim of yours fulfilled yeah and I'm not putting you down uh, but I have a lot of great love for deranged emperors. I'm not putting down Caligula um, <laughs> he, he I don't want to do. I don't want to get canceled but 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 what I'm saying is like you can yeah you what you're saying is that you can get like these any crazy sensation you want to have like you could find it here yeah for the most part yeah there's yeah. some things no, that you can't every single see. one well have you been to lancaster <laughs> there's a crazy sensation i tried in powder form uh i had a friend in my signing painting class who's from colorado and she, and she was like oh there's nowhere to hike around here i'm like there's plenty of houses places That's places dying and then she said well this is what i'm used to and she showed mm-hmm. me like some beautiful uh-huh. mountain range with a giant beautiful uh-huh. lake yeah. and a I can't crystal Blue snow crimping in the- <laughs> and I, I was staring at the photo I'm like I bet we have something pretty similar like a degrade version of that Big but we Bear don't get pretty snowy but we don't have that sure but we have something similar everything that you're saying uh, like we said like so there's so much ble- someone almost said ex- almost exactly what you just yeah. said about not quite that but good enough right but diversity and whatever I variety. said variety and diversity and variety and yeah it's all we'll get into the end of like what what okay. everyone's kind of saying all right it's almost like you like LA is like an old, like an old baseball mitt to mm-hmm. you. Is it a baseball mitt or a baseball glove? Either is fine, but uh, I like hearing you both struggle with it and spit up the word mitt. Like you said, it's so mitt. What do you What do you mean by that, though? <laughs> like you feel, you know, every crevice. Like oh, it, right. it feels, it fits you like a glove. Uh, catchers, a baseball glove. <laughs> it, fits is like a mitt. it fits you like OJ Simpson's glove. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. Uh, and because it's, my hand was uh, a little I'm, swollen, I was a little my swollen and uh, I'm on medication, and I. Um, Can you just make that noise? Oh my God, don't do that. That was scary. But yeah, what I'm oh saying- no, OJ's here to stop me. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, I know a lot of what I know from doing the podcast and just growing up here, but also there's, I always stumble into places where I'm like, I've never, well, like, it's, we're, what we're, the project we're working on right now is in a little patch of San Dimas. And I was like, I had no idea that this little thing was here. 
and it blew my mind. It can, yeah, it can also surprise. As familiar, like whenever I put on the old mitt <laughs> and I go to have a catch at the Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner and a bunch of ghosts from like I don't know Civil War <laughs> baseball. I don't know. I don't know history. <laughs> and Babe Ruth, who's still fat in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, like you, you could still be surprised by your old mitt. To another analogy, going back to Halloween, is like you, it's your spider web, and you can like feel every everything that lands in it. Like you can, oh right, like you know where you can find all your certain things. Right, right, right. And then also still be surprised. Yes. And I like that a lot. And if I moved anywhere else, I would... You'd uh, have to learn that all over. I'd have to learn that all over. But I wouldn't be as tied to... What I'm trying to say is I'm I'm tied. I feel feel personally tied to a lot of things. When we bring up history, I... I, Oh, we're talking about Paul Revere Williams and we talk about LAX and I think about all the times I've been to LAX and how many... I've passed that. Yeah, it's where everything Space is, um, everything's loaded almost. Like yeah, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. triggers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this podcast if you want to be easily triggered. You want to get into what our yeah. loyal listeners have to say about all yeah. this? So this is our first category. Category one, nature. <laughs> this one is from Carson underscore co. Okay. Uh, you have something to say Nothing about my categories? Yeah. Save that in for the category at the end of Greg's complaints. <laughs> So this is from Carson underscore co okay. underscore on Instagram. Right. Uh, they say the escape valves from the city. You're always under an hour from the beach, the mountains, the mm-hmm. desert, the forest. Yes. It, depending on traffic. Uh, to kind of, I don't know if that's the end of what he was saying. That. It could be a she or it could be oh, a they. Yeah, I have right. no I idea. I apologize. It, it I might apologize. be the city of Carson, which apparently smells really bad right now. I apologize. So to I think this person's person response. I think this person probably smells really bad, <laughs> but I'm not going to gender them or label them, except Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> One day, me and Ada were driving through the valley. We had to stop at my mom's house and then we took um, whatever canyon road from the valley leads to the beach that you go through the tunnels. I forget which one that is. So you climb the mountain and then you like two tunnels that you go through the mountain and then you come down and you're like, is that a overcluttered city or waves on the ocean? Because I'm so high up and you're so high up. I forget what that (laughs) road is. But we went down that way. So we were in the hot valley. Then we go on the coast where it's windy and beautiful Mm -hmm. and we're driving back. We take, you know, the, the PCH gets us on the freeway and in the distance there was snow on the mountaintops and I thought, this is insane. It does. This I don't think about it all the time, warming. but when I when I find myself in situations like that, like I just left the beach and I'm looking two hours ahead, maybe, and there's snow on the mountains. Yeah, nature is something that comes up like as an addendum to a lot of people's things. Right. Other people say say it better than I could say it, mm-hmm. but yeah, it goes back to variety of yeah. like you can have. I like the way he put escape valve too. Yeah, if it, you're feeling like I've had too much mountains, you could go to the beach. You could go to the city. You could go to places like San Pedro. Feel like a spooky ghost town. You could go to the desert. You, you could. could go to the can, there's a ranch up in Chatsworth you can wait out the apocalypse in if you want. <laughs> there's a, a little guy with a guitar with a lot of ideas. Although the one weather I want, which is rain, comes like once every three years. Yeah, yeah, we uh, that's a... Uh, nature can turn against us. This the lesson in this uh, tale of man versus nature, <laughs> nature usually wins. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're wrong, Carson Co. That We're going to judge each one. Uh, are, is this right or wrong? Uh, you're wrong. Give it a number grade. No. A great answer, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate you making me sound smart, too. This is the next category we have. Okay. Category two. And I'm the deranged emperor. <laughs> There's a deranged quality to you where you just can't the, let things you're be. You're the deranged emperor. I'm your deranged senator <laughs> who's calling for order. <laughs> We're both just drinking lead. <laughs> I've arranged everybody by blood type. You wanted that, right? Um, so this next category, vibe. Okay. This first one is from... Jessica Fichot, oh, Meekly hi, Music Fichot. Box alumni, who you can listen to that episode on our Meekly Music Box and find her on Instagram, uh, Jessica Fichot Music. Her answer, 
The relaxed California lifestyle. For me, it's a combination of year-round nice weather, mm-hmm. spacious homes with yards compared to other cities that feel yes. a bit more cluttered, proximity to different types of landscapes, mountains, beach, and desert, and the lifestyle that comes with having so many people in the entertainment industry. So this kind of covered both of our things yeah. and then some. But what, what caught me most here is the California, the relaxed California lifestyle. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but then you meet people from other places and you're like, oh, we're we're all right. <laughs> this person from this town that I'm not going to name, which is really, uh, I love that I, I think I'm being a specific and like that really racist town on the East Coast, but we don't, it could be any one <laughs> Wait, of them. Yeah, which one? I was talking about Boston. Oh, uh, Boston uh, or Philadelphia? <laughs> which of the two are you talking about? But yeah, no, there is a more relaxed quality here. And I always hear from outsiders, from people moved here, like, oh, everyone's so nice here. Yeah, like, how I mean, are people not when they're here? <laughs> yeah, that kind of uh, gets me to, like there's, uh, we've talked about this before of like the New York sort of attitude and personality, which I don't have a problem because I guess I'm kind of used to that. Rude, like, yeah. I don't get, I'm rude as hell and I, <laughs> I just blow raspberries at the, I'll blow raspberries at the Pope if he provokes me. I, you know, butts and boogers or whatever, you know, I'm a cool guy. <laughs> Rudeness doesn't bother me. I think I'm uh, of course rude, but also high strung. I think I might be high strung. So the California quote unquote chill, relaxed yeah. vibe like doesn't really apply to me. So I'm like driving around and it smells like marijuana everywhere. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Where, why isn't everybody, at, why isn't everyone at the port working, <laughs> unloading things? Okay, first of all, you tried CBD oil. You're no longer allowed to judge stoner you I have literally tunnel grass. You are literally Chicha Chong. From physical labor, yeah. <laughs> Which my work forced me to do, and my lawyer said I can't sue them. I have a whole car made out of CBD. <laughs> um, what a great movie. Um, yeah, it, 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 uh, it is a good movie, huh? Is that what you're going to say? Almost caught me. Uh, I will never say that. I'm getting in a lot of trouble lately for saying what movies I don't like. Yeah, you. All, I really... feel like you always have. And it's just dawning on you like people are mad at me. What? Not everybody hates Scooby-Doo. Literally a couple days after we were talking with Emilio about how much you hate Scooby-Doo and the trouble you got in with Casey Kasem's daughter, which was not really trouble at all. Bob Baker announced they're going to have like a Scooby. Oh, sh- sh- thanks. He, I, did you? everyone hear his, his eye roll? I heard it and I'm not even wearing. I can't hear it because my eyes are lubricated with C. <laughs> my eyes are rolling like they've never and I'm rolling too they won't stop spinning they're like uh, Reagan's head in the exorcist they're just whoa, 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 whoa. they're like Reagan's head Ronald Reagan's head when he sees marijuana uh, yeah the relaxed California lifestyle I, apparently this appeals to a lot of people yeah. but like I never I, I don't know if I really I, I'm, I don't know like I guess because I haven't really lived like a working lifestyle like hustle bustle in a right, different right, right, city right. so maybe I'm just not aware of yeah. what it's like but I believe it I hear it all the time I'll buy it and if by it, you mean CBD all uh, <laughs> off of anybody. So this next one's still in the vibe. Yeah. This is from Jacqueline Keezer. This is a lot of names I have to like, that I'm going to mispronounce in this episode. Yeah, there sure is. Her answer. I think the expectation of the unexpected keeps a lot of people in L.A. If you dislike predictability and routine, then L.A. is the city for you. Even things that should be routine, like your commute, is never mm-hmm. predictable. One day it takes 20 minutes. Next day, two hours. Yep. You just want to go shopping on Third Street. Oh, look people's court is filming and now now you're going to be on tv going to grab coffee at your usual cafe sorry not today because they're filming a netflix show there today i like the element of unpredictability that this person jack jacqueline's talking about yeah because like yeah sometimes it does take a weird amount of time and you're like what what's going on and you're like the president's you're like oh (laughs) 
Uh, what's going the, on? The world president. Yeah, the World Series. Oh, that's why I can't get home. And then you'll be driving somewhere. I was just telling my cousin I was in a cafe in Atwater. La-dee-da. Not to brag, but I was in a cafe in Atwater. And I, for, I don't know the actor's name. He played Spears on Band of Brothers, the one that... Which one is Spears? Spears is the one in the, I think the first episode, gives all the Nazis a cigarette and then guns them down. And then he started getting... That guy. So that guy okay. who's like a real badass in the show. It was raining that day in a coffee shop in Atwater. And I turned and it's the actor who played Spears. I'm like, oh my God, I like this And he guy. offered you the cigarette. And he said, <laughs> step over here to this, this trench right And he was like, it's raining in LA. It barely happens. Happy rain day. And he hugged me. You're a war provoke. criminal. Yeah, you're a war criminal. <laughs> I know what you did. He hugged you? Yeah, he hugged me. And well, I was like, wait, this was recently? This was maybe four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was- Was th- COVID still going on four yeah, or five years yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah. We called it something different back then. We called it cholera back then. No, um, that's one of those unpredictable things. Like one day you'll just be standing in a coffee shop and an actor that you have, uh, you really enjoyed on the show will just hug you randomly. You always have weird, like my encounters with celebrities are either like, I'm like nudging someone from afar and they know that I'm like staring at them or it's me having a conversation with Wes Anderson. Right, right, right. Or or Steve Martin's in, uh, coming out of the <laughs> building. You Steve know Martin's trying to do a comedy routine with me and I'm afraid he's an old man I have to call an ambulance on because he's going to crack his skull open. Or William Hung is walking down a hallway at CSUN and you shove me into a soda machine because you're like, Greg, look who it is. Just as big of an influence on me as Steve Martin was, nobody can top William Hung. He didn't even slow down his rolly backpack for you. But you have like, yeah, you have like, yeah. like old college roommate uh, encounters with weird celebrities. That's one thing that is exciting. Like I, I always love, less so now it's hard to do when everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. I've seen a celebrity, but I love, I, I love seeing oh, celebrities. Oh, you do. And you like, well, you cannot be cool about it. No, You're one I of those can't. people that just... I'm like someone's aunt who's visiting Los Angeles. Literally, like there are episodes of I Love Lucy about how extreme you are <laughs> when you see a celebrity. I remember when we were at Meltdown waiting for our improv class to start. Rest in peace, Meltdown and Nerd Melt. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Re- rest in peace. That's part of my improv. <laughs> that's part that, of my... Re- name, I'm that, actually reading a recipe right now. <laughs> that's the name of our improv group. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, my attempts at doing improv. <laughs> uh, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know where this do is you, Do you want to recall who came in? And- uh, well, uh, Mr. Foot himself, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino walked in and you can't not react when Quentin Tarantino walks into <laughs> a comic book store very that you're true. in. I can't disagree with you, but you were very like, oh. <laughs> And I, I got excited too, but I was also like, don't let Quentin Tarantino, if, if Quentin Tarantino smells fear on you, on your feet, then he will. <laughs> then he will come asking for your old socks. <laughs> Can uh, I hold your shoes? But a, What a, kind of socks you're wearing? The other point that Jacqueline's bringing up is the unpredictability of your commute, which I want to bring up. You, I don't know if you're 100% behind me on this, but since the pandemic ha- has. Mm, ha- since, this since, this since, rant. <laughs> it's about William Hunger. <laughs> um, traffic has never been this bad, even pre-pandemic. Like I cannot go anywhere anywhere at any time of day without hitting at least one traffic jam. And I don't understand. Like I was I was talking to our next person about this and he agrees and he thinks it's because so many people are unemployed right now and everyone's just like driving oh, around yeah, aimlessly. Yeah. But the traffic has been so unpredictable lately yeah. and I you might like that all you want. I do not like the unpredictability in traffic. I want to know like it's going to take me 20 minutes to get to work right. instead of I have to call him late to work again. I must have noticed it. Uh, not in any level that my brain but at some level deep my brain has understood this because I have been getting to work an hour early to sit in the parking lot and eat food comfortably but I, I feel 
feel like that's more a reaction to the Starbucks drive-through line that I give myself enough buffer room to make it through what can sometimes be 30 minutes of getting through. Okay. But yeah, I think at some level I do. I, I have noticed at least in a return to the old. I don't. I, I, I cannot. I, I it is do way not ask worse. Me to remember anything about pre-pandemic. pre-pandemic I cannot remember now. <laughs> I don't even remember what college I went to. Oh, what mask did I wear before COVID? <laughs> oh, the blue one, the green one. They say you always remember your first mask. <laughs> but uh, in terms of like also predictability and just like your life and yeah. like how things are going, I, I kind of worry sometimes that like with because like my job is kind of like like it's steady, but also there's like a gig quote yeah. unquote element to it yeah. and like this podcast of like what's gonna happen like who's gonna mention us tomorrow like what's yeah. gonna happen like I worry that I'm getting addicted to like an unstable career <laughs> that happened to me a lot during the pandemic because I was in those writing classes and I also was part of that thing to try to get people to be PAs and I was getting emails every day and then like when we would get a break and I would stop getting emails I would feel so empty because I'm so used yeah. to being told what to do uh, and like, where to go yeah, and what and, to look and for like the, the carrot being dangled the in front of me like I, I, that's what I worry about being yeah. addicted to and like at a certain point you have to be like who's holding this carrot and you look behind the carrot and it's just like attached to a donkey that's yeah, walking yeah, yeah. that's it, leading you into death valley <laughs> yeah it turns out your right arm is just fake and it's your arm <laughs> and you're like what how many arms do I, have? I wonder why i haven't felt my arm in 10 years however long so let's get to the next one still try no. cbd oil <laughs> Let's find out who you're talking about traffic with. My my old traffic buddy and uh, another alumni of LA Meekly. This one's from Carl Tart. Hi, Carl Tart. The official mascot of LA Meekly, Carl Tart. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. We haven't sprung we that haven't, on him. We actually... <laughs> um, since we plugged Jessica Fee's show, you can listen to our interview with Carl Tart at the Coliseum and also listen to him whenever he shows up on a podcast because he's great. Uh, and watch Keenan. He writes for that, which is also great. So his answer is, ah... It's no. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting on my Carl Tart impression. I can't tell where Daniel ends and Carl starts. Can I speak to Carl Tart? <laughs> ah, it's November where I get to stockpile cranberry sauce, give up on my fantasy football team, and answer the LA Meekly question. Uh, I'm glad that he, of all these people, have realized like, oh, this is a pattern. They ask for an answer every November. I think what I love about living in LA is hard to pin down, but if I had to choose one thing, it's the overall chill vibe. Mm-hmm. Everyone is moving at a pace that isn't slow like the South, but it isn't so fast like the East Coast. I like that if I bump into someone on the street by accident, we both apologize to each other, no matter whose fault it is. You only see Angelinos get S-wordy <laughs> in traffic, which is a lot of the time. But honestly, I really appreciate car culture and driving as well. There's truly nothing like driving down the 101 or the 10 really late at night with the windows down and the air is crisp and you look out at the city and see just how far it spreads. That is very nice. It had been a while since I had done this because we don't go out at night anymore. Yeah. But, but pre-pandemic, you and I were out ungodly late, like about three or four times, three or four times a week. I don't know how we did that, but uh, unreal. I I get tired going to bed at 8 PM. Chris and Cindy's thing started at 10 o'clock and me and Ada are like, are you like that? The sun coming up. Don't they know that I might have kids one day, (laughs) but the few times uh, like that, or like when we have lately been, we've been, we're here late at night again, those experiences lately that I've been Mm -hmm. having again, where I'm driving down the one Oh one or just like through the streets late at night where there's that's the one time there is no traffic where there's nobody else around. Like it brings back memories to me of like, I like being, out yeah, when out. no one else is around. Mm-hmm. There's such an appeal to that in yeah. Los Angeles. Especially like having a good show and then dry, like taking the streets home. Wouldn't know. Yeah, there's something very 
comforting and relaxing yeah. about driving through yeah. Los Angeles. Late and it, at night. it depending on the season can take on a completely different mood. Like driving at winter at yes. night is kind of spooky and yeah. a little bit shady, but also like Christmas trees are up and it's kind of romantic. <laughs> but at summertime, everyone's kind of out. Windows are open. Your, your windows open. You kind yeah. of hear music everywhere. Spor- well, sports is happening. Like it just feels someone's having a catch with fat Babe Ruth, <laughs> fat dead Babe Ruth. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I understand completely what he's saying. And let me say that people are much nicer now that I walk around with a cute dog. Mm. I get stopped like I'm a celebrity yeah. and people are like, who is this? Do I know this dog? <laughs> what are you in? What's your, who, do you, who represents Do you, you? have an IMD Bark? Uh, <laughs> there should be like a celebrity dog IMDb. I, it should be called IMD Bark. Trademark, trademark. <laughs> Buy it off of me if you want it so bad. So a consensus here is the relaxed yeah. uh, attitudes of people. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, hey, I think CBD and uh, <laughs> and it's a naughty cousin THC and uh, TLC also maybe has something to do with that. That's the vibe, uh, the vibe, the vibe category. Now this is our first outlier answer. This is from Chrishell, aka Chrishell Jeffrey. You uh, know the right answer too. Chrishell is. She told me it's her nickname. Uh, so I was right. Melissa was right. We're all right. Um, <laughs> marriage is about winning. Um, my answer to what intrinsically LA thing makes me want to live here rather than somewhere else is freeways. Okay. Where else can I live and develop a parasocial relationship with a freeway? <laughs> I've lived right off the 101 for what for most of my life. So whenever I find it again, after navigating the rest of LA's freeways, a weight is lifted and I know everything's going to be okay. (laughs) 101, take me home. And where else am I going to develop a serious grudge against a freeway exit the way I have with Shoop Avenue uh, heading north in Woodland Hills? I've been forced off at that exit multiple times (laughs) in heavy traffic and I always end up in the hills crying in front of some massive (laughs) pass in the dark because I can't figure out how to turn around or how to get back onto the freeway from there because the layout is so convoluted. I guess I I just live here now. (laughs) I hope the houses in Calabasas are cheap. (laughs) So every time I see that exit, I am filled with quiet rage. There's a weird perilous roulette associated with taking the freeway anywhere because you never know when you're going to be stopped in one spot for a few hours because of an accident or rerouted off the freeway in a strange neighborhood at 2 a.m. because of road work. That gets me. Oh my God. They don't even tell you that your exit is closed. No, until you are driving through the cones. (laughs) It's okay. It's four in the morning. No one's on the road. No one important's on the road going on. And that's a built-in adventure, my friends. Freeways, especially with all of the complex interchanges we have here, also have a fascinating sort of geometric beauty Mm -hmm. with all their gently sloping intersecting lines. There are parts of my drive that I look forward to just because I'll get to drive under or through an interchange I really like and experience a moment of reverent awe. TLDR, which I've learned from posting things online means they didn't like your post. (laughs) Uh, My answer is freeways because for better or worse, they feel like living entities in the city and I would miss them so much if I left. That answer is poetic. It, it is. It made me want to drive right now. It made me love traffic again. <laughs> I finally reignited my love for traffic. We did our freeway episode and you were talking about slopes and you understanding how things like, oh, why the slope goes this way and when yeah. they're allowed to be straight for right, a long right, right. time. And it made me really reconsider a lot of the layout of freeways, but also like it, that episode that we did of our own thing, <laughs> if I'm allowed to pat myself <laughs> on the back, the interconnectivity, I think, like I've always thought like, what, what is the connecting tissue, connective tissue of the city and it's the ways we get around it's and the, the nervous freeways. system yeah, exactly uh, yeah there is sort of an uh, like even if i hate those exits from like the 1920s that yeah. are like perpendicular <laughs> like like a 90 degree angle you have to you get off the on. back into it <laughs> You got to parallel park out of the freeway. <laughs> Even those are like, I can appre- you can appreciate.
appreciate yeah, yeah, those, for sure. understanding them a little bit more. The 101, I, I couldn't agree more because I live off the 101 yeah. as well. And when, because we were for the special project we're mm-hmm. working on, we were also in like the San Dimas area yeah. and I have no, I like even at Pasadena, like yeah. I do not know where I am. Buddy. Navigating like this and this. And then when I see the 101, I'm like, my brain's on autopilot. <laughs> I'll be sleeping in the back seat. My yeah. foot can take us home. Call me when we get to... Um, uh, Greg, I'm going to bleep that. I don't know where I learned freeways so well, but I really got them down. Where did your navigational prowess? My, nav- uh, my famous navigational prowess. I'm really like attuned to what freeways will get you where and which ones go south and north, which ones die out and which ones yeah. join other ones. I don't know where that comes from, but I... I, I I got it pretty good. I know what she's saying with like there are exits in Pasadena, I think like hill and lake or no, maybe just lake where you're like you're expected to cross three lanes of traffic to (laughs) make the next exit because another freeway has joined it. And I just think like this might be it for me. Even on the 101 uh, to get to my bleep exit. Like I have to get over the 101 like so oh, right, right, right. and it uh yeah it's uh I like the thrill of death uh, <laughs> of teasing it here. of wondering if today it'll catch me or not <laughs> yeah this is the first uh love of freeway answer I think we've ever heard before yeah so let's go to our next uh our next uh heading our next okay. subgenre diversity oh this one is from life hacks LA on Instagram oh, which hi, is a life fun hacks. account to follow diversity <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that, and, that's, and that's a show everybody. in people culture food, terrain, activities, neighborhoods, and more. Also the tacos. But even though uh, Grease Weasel specifically said, uh, not to mention the food and, <laughs> and that sort of thing. But you brought, you touched on it. Like there is so many different things to keep you, like if you, you won't be bored. Yeah. If anything, there's an overwhelming amount of things. There's too much diversity yeah. is what we've been trying to say. <laughs> Just choose three and we'll I stick have, to that. There's this book I've been reading. Uh, <laughs> they say it's pronounced eugenics, but there's an E in it. I don't really understand. <laughs> it's by Eugene something. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. This is from Tyler Pease on Instagram. Oh, hi, Tyler Pease. Besides the obvious choice of being an entertainment industry person, I love how each neighborhood is so well defined. Yeah. They have their own look and feel like small cities within LA. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that That's, of course, going along with the same thing of like, you cannot get bored. Like he's saying, so many different types of neighborhoods. Like, do you want like a small town sort of thing? Mm-hmm. Do you want like an urban sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, those are the two things. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two things we allow now. It must be very weird to people who aren't used to that. And people were like, oh, my city is rural or urban, uh, but there's not like a lot of room in between. And for us, it's like, oh, we have every spectrum of both. Yeah, we. you can have uh, urban within rural almost. <laughs> like Ventura, you can be on Ventura Boulevard, which is- In it, some parts, like Van Nuys is very urban. And then you can go into the hills in five minutes and you're like, oh, I'm not, I, I'm so in a little small spooky town. <laughs> I'm in the Topanga market and I'm suddenly- in the mamas and the papas. <laughs> Diversity is the spice of life. Diversity is the spice of this life. This next one is from the real Laura Hayes. We got the real one oh. on Instagram. Acceptance. Pretty much everyone can find their place in LA. Yeah. Uh, if you're willing yeah. to be patient and find the right place, yeah, you absolutely can find your your specific, oh, this is my thing here. Yeah. This is the and area. And there is like. very specific things for everybody yes, in are. Los Angeles. Like I saw something today that was like, I guess there's a, a dating website for unvaccinated people. Like if that's the sort of specific thing you're into, like, yeah, I guess we have that too. Think of all the bars you can't go to. We can break into Tin Horn Flats <laughs> if you want to. Nothing fills me with so much joy than watching a city built cage around that place. <laughs> it was a slow burn of justice. Of all the places for it to look like an old yeah, sal- Western saloon to get justice. <laughs> this this burn, out. it didn't char the marshmallow in the s'more, but it made it like perfect golden brown. And that s'more was delicious. Oh when boy, Burbank so 
finally closed down <laughs> Tin Horn Flats. We don't care what happens here. Gun, gun, <laughs> oh no, I'm locked out of my business. The sound effects of the gun spread COVID. <laughs> I was talking about this with someone recently of like, imagine being like a gay person or like a transgender mm-hmm. person in this, some small town in the middle of the country. You have to get out, like you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to get out of there and imagine the relief of coming to a place like Los Angeles yeah. and having a, a community yeah, that yeah, yeah. Like fully accepts you. Like, that's right there is, yeah, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> Absolutely. All the tacos and museums can't match that. <laughs> I don't know. You're not thinking about the museums I'm thinking about. <laughs> the Museum of Tacos. <laughs> this next one is from someone who is a relative of yours, I believe, Vero Mongo. Oh, yes. My lovely cousin, Veronica. My mango. <laughs> um, on Instagram, you can find your place in the city. Because mm-hmm. of the variety of geographic locations, neighborhoods, diverse people, there is an eclectic collection of events, shopping, and experiences. Because of this, there is always something new to take part in. Adventure Town. Or not Adventure Or town. Travel Town. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If if I feel like we keep just repeating the same thing, but like we, you could go exercise in the mountains or you can go to a bar at 12 o'clock in the afternoon or you can go to a... You can. I'll be exercising in the <laughs> there, mountains. There's so many things to do that you, you almost... Anytime we recommend people coming to town, like we'll just stick to one area because if you try yeah, to do too or, much, you'll be Or what is your away. specific itch you're trying yeah, to yeah, scratch? Yeah. Because like you kind of said before, like sometimes there's too much. There's so much going on in one weekend yeah. that you, I feel left out of everything. Everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially October. <laughs> Especially October. Especially I could be October. getting fake blood sprayed on me by a 17-year-old right now in Glendale, Greg. So this next one is still in the same uh, diversity. This is from Kenny Norwick. Oh, hi, Kenny. Our old buddy. To work in the industry brought me here, but also to live where the world sees in movies or TV and aspires to mm-hmm. be. Also, the neighborhoods are so varied. You can visit one and feel on vacation. The area is so amazing. Desert, mountains, urban beaches, and ocean farmland. Every way you go, you're in variety. I also love the positivity. This guy's hitting all the hits. You read everyone else's answers? (laughs) Cheater. We all still think we can make it as actors, writers, hosts, athletes, and as long as we keep trying, we have made it. My final love of LA is the diversity of its people. I lived in the Midwest my entire life and and have learned more from seeing beautiful diversity working in this metro than I ever imagined. Yes, and we have some rotten racists, but as a whole, there's nothing as awesome as all the different types of people working and living together. I never want to live where there is not this much diversity again. Oh, and awesome podcasts about our city are pretty keen too. Uh, well, uh, it's recommendable. Uh, cut out the rest. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like he, that was a slight, uh, a dig directed uh, right at me of we still think we can make it. As, uh, <laughs> Daniel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, I think we, we had in a previous episode, I mean, talking about like, yeah, if you want to come here, you have to sort of be enthusiastic and like, you have to like you have, you have to, to, to take to a lot on the chin and be like, I'm going to keep going because I want to be a, a comedy writer or a, work in a circus or or a, com- a writer for the circus, which is the same thing. Yeah, I don't, um, even, I don't even aspire to work in the circus. I want to write for the circus. <laughs> write um, sketches for the circus. I, I don't have confidence in my performance. I, I can write those trapeze acts. That's another thing of um of like I'm worried about of getting too addicted to like surprises and what's yeah, next yeah, yeah. and what's next. At a certain point, when uh, yeah, how yeah, yeah. how long do you keep trying? Right, 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 right. <laughs> which is a conversation we have every month yeah, um, yeah. since forever even before we started this um, but also like to touch on what he was saying there's the people who are trying to make it in the industry and people trying to make it in every aspect but there's also like people you and I know who have no interest in that stuff and they just want to mm-hmm. leave normal lives and it's and they also have an abundant amount of things to do all the time and they have their own lives which is just like that exists as well and yeah. it has, it, they don't they don't have any conflict at all but like a person is trying to be like I want to go to trade school and become a plumber and I you know I want to be the biggest actor in the world like those two things can coexist maybe even the same block 
talk sometimes. It could be the same person. Could be the same person. Trace uh, goals. You've seen Super anybody. Mario. Nobody had bigger dreams than Super Mario. I want to rescue that princess and become an actor because she's my agent. <laughs> <laughs> agent Peach. <laughs> There's a certain uh, maybe foolish hope amongst everybody that like in other people, I'm like, who are you kidding? And then when, when I'm like, if I could just get Vulture Magazine. Uh, Vulture Magazine. I don't even know. <laughs> Whatever Vulture is. If I could just get a Vulture, land on my shoulder. But yeah, there, there is a hope, a gamble almost, yeah. a, a gambling aspect yeah, to living yeah. in Los Angeles that is... Exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. And it, it's it's always something to look forward to. Even the people who want to be a plumber or yeah. something, like they have dreams like, I want to live in yeah. the hills of Hollywood. Yeah. I want to own a plumbing company and be, have a really nice house. Like we're trying to, we're all trying to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And nobody can win apparently. <laughs> Everybody wants the gold medal and everyone should just be like, hey, I'm like playing yeah, the game. There's a That's gold great. shortage because they can't come into the port of Los Angeles. All right, let, let's go to the last one in this category. Okay. This is from writing on the walls underscore LA on Instagram, who is, uh, his murals are great. Oh, they're, right. I've seen some of his work on our Instagram. Yeah, he yeah. did the ET one and some stuff. Check out his murals. So he says, growing up in the Valley slash LA North, I've always loved living and going to school with people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. LA's multiculture blend with subculture generating and influencing pop culture and laws around Earth is another reason. Those that seem to have a lot of light and strong auras live here too. Then there's the 45 minutes from the Beach Mountains. Right, right, right. I know that we're not supposed to talk about restaurants and things like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the diversity that that ha- all those different sorts of restaurants reflects is so stimulating to me. Yes. Like, especially now when like, you know, we're going places, but like it's, we're not doing the same sorts of things as we used to do. Yes. But going to like a part of town that has like, this has a Thai market, mm-hmm. this has an Armenian market and just like going to those markets and seeing these different cultures, food, and just like things that they use on a regular basis is so uh, stimulating yes, to me. It, is. Yes. <laughs> it gets me off is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I didn't want to use the word. I, but. I don't want to, my face is up in a few uh, Viartas. <laughs> I don't let this don't guy. Don't let him in. Don't let him near the little cookies that look like pigs. In lots of languages, not just Spanish, <laughs> lots of them. It's in Tagalog, bro. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Just like, you know, you and I went to school. I don't know your situation. I didn't go to school with an abundance of white people. I had barely, it. like when I started dating Melissa, yeah. My mom's first question was, is she Korean? Because like, I didn't really know white people. Like, right, I, right. I, like I didn't really go to school with a lot of white people. Yeah, me neither. And like, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you- by the way, when I say her first question was, is she Korean? It wasn't like, you know, darkness fell in the household. <laughs> is she Korean? Like she was just wondering like, oh, is she Korean? Before we say if we accept this or not. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was just like, I grew up with mostly Asian and mm-hmm. Latino friends. Yeah. And yeah, it's it, like, I would want my kids to not grow up with only other well, white yeah, kids. One group of people to yeah. have like a, a multitude yeah. of like, because everybody can be some, like, like so- a, a supremacy of one color skin. Like, <laughs> I do not want because it was always interesting here talking to your friends and then being like, so like, what's the deal? And then like, my mom came here, or my <laughs> grandfather came here. So you have an, with another part of the country, but also like, you know, your family's from another part and there, mm-hmm. and that's interesting. Just hearing like, I'm very exotic to you, aren't I? <laughs> I feel like I'm boring. Like both my grandparents, <laughs> both Mexican. my grandmothers were born in California. <laughs> yeah, but well, even like like I think I was the first, not first Jewish person Melissa ever knew, but yeah. like the first Jewish person she certainly knew well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How do you feel being the representative? Yeah, I like being living up to stereotypes. <laughs> I, I 
like uh, reinforcing <laughs> negative stereotypes. I like answering all the absurd questions you have. Yeah. I know that so I come what's to you a with- knish? <laughs> How many times do I have to send you the Wikipedia article on knishes, Greg? <laughs> Obviously, it's hard. Like we talked about earlier, people want to move out to have a better lifestyle for their kids. But yeah. I would like, I would really like for my eventual children that yeah. are roaming out there someday that I haven't met yet. I would like for them to grow up in a city like this that right. they can be around so many different right. people from them. Instead of being 20 and you're like, oh God. Uh, what I've the never hell? I've never Asian had a taquito. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to just say real quick before we move, we're still on diversity, right? Yeah, we're still on diversity. Um, we're still on that. Greg and his cancel culture. You and I, as best friends as we are, had had wildly different childhoods within the same city limits. It's wildly different. I, I often different. think about how weird it is that we are such close friends yeah. because <laughs> I keep thinking like, well... Greg's dad was in a gang and he grew up with a bunch of gang members hanging around his house. And I grew up in Granada Hills going to Hebrew school. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that our two lifestyles have... Uh, yeah, that we found a middle ground and I think it's probably uh, old TV. Yeah, it's, I, it's certainly a lot of episodes of I Love Lucy brought us together. We both wish that we were the Mertzes. You're like, oh, you're the only person on the we're planet. We're like two wings of a butterfly and the Ricardo trip to Europe is the body of the butterfly that connects us. Uh, side note, did you watch the trailer for the Nicole Kidman movie? No. Okay. Do they play a slowed down version of the I Love Lucy theme song? It's a slow version of Baba Lou. And just like a like one hit on a conga drum. Okay, so let's get to the next category. Jobs! Oh, okay. This one, everyone wants one. <laughs> Don't know where to get them. Not qualify for any of them. <laughs> We're just going to read um, entries in like Indeed.com. Associate producer. What the hell? <laughs> this one is from, there's only one in this category. Uh, this is from Jordan Tickton. Oh, hey, Jordan Tickton. Here's why as a person who's currently not living in LA during, uh, disqualified, uh, <laughs> during the pandemic yeah. and has traveled extensively, I'll be moving back to LA for the foreseeable future. In short, jobs and access. This is this, he he categorized this one even. <laughs> he works for JPL, so clearly he categorized. <laughs> he's got a whole flight plan for this answer. His first thing is unique to LA: aerospace jobs. Right. You may not realize it, but LA is one of the major hubs for aerospace in the world. It's historically the heart of much of aviation. This is uh, an excerpt from his senior thesis. Of, <laughs> it's historically the heart of much of aviation, astronomy, space exploration, and space public education. And it's not just some good stuff. It's some of the best stuff. JPL, SpaceX, the Air Force, Boeing, Rocket Lab, mm. Mount Wilson Observatory, Caltech, Griffith Observatory, et cetera, et cetera. You name it, and there's a decent chance they have headquarters in LA. Many of them aren't just great. They're not just world-class. They're best in class. If you want to work in aerospace, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better place with as high caliber and as diverse of job options as LA offers. I sometimes will take the 210 to get to Pasadena and I'll be like oh yeah aerospace is out here in the, in the forest right there off the freeway this is where the dorks landed on the stage the Mars landing this uh, is where that dork was jerking off in the bushes trying to get the devil to say hi to him space <laughs> a long proud history it's just a recording of his threesomes with uh, not Paul Thomas Anderson what's his uh, name 
What's um, Scientology's name? L. Ron Hubbard. Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard. So the next thing, flights. LAX is a terrible airport to physically go to, but the flights are incredible. Atlanta may have more flights, but many of them are cargo or layovers. LAX. What? They also have cults. No, that's not Atlanta. That's Denver. Denver. Sorry. Uh, Redact that statement. Yeah, I'm sorry. Everybody at the Atlanta airport. We don't talk about Denver airport on there. Can't let people know that we have two tickets. Oops. Uh, it's just a flight to Denver. We think we're like in the Illuminati and we're just flying into the Denver. We just have a stopover. They have a good Sbarro there. Two tickets to the Illuminati Sbarro. If you eat a Sbarro pizza and you throw up and you look at the what's in the toilet, it's the sign of Baphomet. Um, LAX is the number one original destination airport, i.e. place people actually want to go to itself. Mm-hmm. It's the only airport in the country that's a hub for literally every significant airline. I've flown round trip from LAX to Europe for $230 before and not oh. some sketchy airline. British Airways. Whoa, they know what they're doing. They invented planes. <laughs> right here in Ohio or whatever. Back when Ohio was part of England. <laughs> and nonstop flights round trip to Australia for $530. United. And if LAX is too crappy for you, there are a ton of other airport options in the area. Burbank, Ontario, Long Beach, John Wayne. You're going to point out crappy airports and then say go to Ontario? Uh, if you like, It's by the big mall. <laughs> you fly out of a big lot. <laughs> um, if, <laughs> the plane's got a lot of fake hay on it. <laughs> if you it like, smells like candles. If, if you like to travel, LA's an amazing home base. That's yeah. true. Uh, the next part is access, like we've been talking about, access to variety of nature. I currently live in Alaska during the pandemic. Just keeps bragging about it. I got a beach in, over there in Alaska. Uh, it'd be ridiculous to claim LA has the best nature in the country. This is what we were getting at before. Yeah. But I will absolutely stand by its access to variety. It may not have the single best in the US of any specific biome. Well, maybe the Mojave Desert, but it has access to almost as good as the best versions of everything. You can easily access mountains, forests, lakes, beaches, desert islands, snow, etc. You can, au- yeah. you can, a- yeah. We forgot about islands. islands. I mean, the spooky. Old. I could get a sandpiper burger. We forgot to talk about islands. <laughs> we forgot. We forgot to talk about My the cheesecake factory. <laughs> the industry. I, I could work in the cheesecake industry. I like that we both at the same time went for islands as a restaurant instead of Catalina. Um, because we're hack comedians, we won't give up <laughs> we, hope. Of course, we would go for it. Word association. That's all we have. What do I have? Talent. <laughs> we're nothing if if not a human boggle. Um, you you can access pretty solid versions of all these biomes within an hour or two's drive, and incredible versions within a day's drive. Yep. California has the most national parks of any state uh-huh. and suckers and a surprise and a surprisingly high percentage of our state is protected natural land and if you include non-california parks there are something like 14 different national parks you can access within an eight hours drive yeah. from la la itself may not be known for its nature within the city limits but you have a car and a long weekend you can see anything alaska no question has better mountains but la has better other things yeah maybe we want mountains though um <laughs> well how about we uh annex uh, alaska i love when people from other states are like we got you know you Yellowstone, we have, you know, whenever, yeah, got Yosemite. Heard of it? There's a big rock up there. Oh, yeah. We have Vasquez Rock. <laughs> they filmed a little show there called Star Trek. <laughs> and a little show called Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> so here's his second category. Also great, but not unique about LA, lack of light pollution. Bet you wouldn't have guessed this one. Yes, LA is a cesspool of light pollution, complete yeah. with the horrifying reality that many Angelinos who have never left the city may have literally never seen stars before. But if you have a car within a couple hours drive or a few hours, if you want it even better, you can access places dark enough to do world-class astrophotography. As long as Daniel reminds you to not look Dilate at your phone. Dilate your eyes. <laughs> Pretty easy for you now, Mr. CBD. <laughs> Take a drop of this. (laughs) It'll dilate your eyes in a heartbeat. Um, Don't look at your phone. 
You need to dilate your eyes. <laughs> okay. Um, we still have many active working observatories for a reason. The West Coast is just generally better for this, which is why it's not unique to LA. Go to lightpollutionmap.info if you want to see why Ooh. living literally anywhere on the eastern half of the country is a terrible idea if you like seeing stars. And if you really want to be horrified, look at Europe. Not a single dark place on the entire continent. Oh my God, except when the that. plague comes by. And here's this last thing. Great burritos. Possibly the thing I miss most while living in Alaska. Yeah. I wish I could send you a burrito and it could be delicious, but I can't. I'm I could mail you. I don't want to spend too much money, so it will take like about a month to get there. But if you don't need it, I'll probably be offended. I found I was really worried because a place near me has made the bean and cheese burritos that I've loved my entire life that I grade all other bean and cheese burritos mm-hmm. by. And uh, if anything ever happens to that, I would be devastated. But I found a place on Cesar Chavez that makes burritos the way I like them. So I have a backup now. So I'm pretty I'm pretty relaxed. If you see me more relaxed now, it's because I found another. Oh, have you try- I have these uh, burritos that I get from this uh, store that has, it has like grass on the outside and a big leaf. Uh, they're CB- CBD burritos. The B stands for burrito. The C stands for cheese. The D stands for um, delicioso. <laughs> so look, all this burrito talk has got me hungry. We're about halfway through. Let's oh, take yeah, yeah, an yeah. ad break right now. So Stop. go get a CBD burrito. Um, yeah, so we'll take a little break here. Uh, we'll see you in a couple minutes and we'll get to some more of your answers. There better be more food in those answers. Yeah. I'm happy to report there will be. <laughs> da la 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 the llama. Dolly Parton. Dolly Llama. <laughs> and you know what that classic Christmas jingle. Jingle bells. Oh, that means it's hot, ha- not Halloween. Oh it's, my God. Every line of that is. It's Hanukkah <laughs> and Christmas time. Look, if you're struggling to find, that's not a good way to sell it. If you're no. struggling, we've got something for you. If there's nothing left in five below in the 99 <laughs> cent store, boy, have we got a deal for you. Well, we've got for the history, for the LA Meekly fan or just the general history lover in your life, we have brand new merch for you we that do. you might not be aware of a lot of our listeners. So what we have is a 2022 mm-hmm. monthly calendar, 365 days of Los Angeles history is the calendar. And what that means, we all know that 365 days are in the average year. Sure. Uh, thank God it wasn't a leap year because there is not 366 days of LA history. But just in case it's not clear, every day of the year has a different marking for the day, a different celebr- uh, yes. way to you, celebrate. You have one in your bag and to, this comes out November 1st. What is there on November 1st, just as an example on this calendar. First Clipper game in LA, 1984. There you go. So it, yeah, every single day has a date, an event that happened in Los Angeles history. It's an eight by 11 wall calendar. Every, you know, hope it's on the wall. Uh, it has, uh, although all your favorite months are in there. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't add any. We didn't take any away. They're all there. No surprises the all classic. here. <laughs> it is $30 with shipping included. People are liking it. I know I like it. How many do you have on your wall right now? Two, I, we ripped down all of our wallpaper and now it's just these calendars. <laughs> There's a bunch of red string going across it trying to link things that aren't linked. So the first Clipper game. Was <laughs> um, if you want to buy that, you can message us on Instagram yeah. at LA underscore meekly, Twitter at LA meekly. Or you can email us la.meekly at gmail.com. And then also, if for for only the LA Meekly fans, we still have our shirts. Yeah, available. Our very incredibly comfortable shirts. The most comfortable shirt. If you get what does it say on November first on the shirt? <laughs> Last Clipper game, two thousand and twenty-two. <laughs> We're pred- yeah, the shirts predict the future. <laughs> oh, by the way, if like let's say the world ends in like July of next year, you don't get you no don't refunds. get no refunds. You don't get half the money or whatever. All sales are final. <laughs> but yeah, the shirts they're extremely. comfortable. We've still got them in small, medium, large, XL, and 3XL. Those are $25 shipping included. So contact us the same way. Buy those. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs)
LA Meekly merchandise. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> this episode is still brought to you by Smile Brilliant. If you're like me, you're a bit overwhelmed by all the teeth whitening products on the market. I, stop me if you've heard this one. This sponsor has provided us with some very interesting facts. Once more to pass on to you, Greg. Fact one, teeth whitening does not whiten your teeth. It removes the stains and restores the tooth to its natural color. Natural colors vary per person, but for most, it's an off-white or slightly yellowish undertone. Mm-hmm. Lots of tea. I drink lots of tea. You think the tea is what's making your teeth yellow? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we're just talking through your medical ailments. <laughs> fact two, teeth whitening does not not damage teeth, but it does temporarily dehydrate. Dehydrate. Well, you know what else is dehydrating is drinking a lot of tea like I do. Well, you only drink sweet tea where it's all, 90% sugar. Yeah, it's 90% sugar. There's there's a hint of tea. Someone dropped the bag in it by accident once. When dehydrated, the pores in the enamel are open and exposed. Uh, open pores invite acids and sugars, which as we all know, leads to tooth decay. Avoid or minimize acidic and sugary substances for at least 24 hours after whitening. Also avoid staining substances as the teeth are more susceptible to restaining during this period. So you're saying for a 24 hour period after I wipe my teeth, I can't drink tea? No. I know that's hard for you because you are something of a T-Rex. I, don't <laughs> I put the T in addict tea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? You're Mr. T. <laughs> and to continue with the rhyme, fact number three, tooth sensitivity is the result of tooth dehydration. When the pores of the enamel are open, the teeth become dehydrated, exposing the nerve to the elements. As the tooth rehydrates, this sensitivity will dissipate. To accelerate the rehydration and curb sensitivity, use a post-whitening application known as remineralization or desensitizing gel. Does that either one of those products come in like a little baggie and like a leaf form that I can like dip in hot water? You have a remineralization mace that you <laughs> could put this stuff in? Fact four, Greg. Yeah. Caps and veneers cannot be whitened because they do not have pores for the stains to latch to. Oh, wow. Prior to having dental work, you should whiten your teeth, restoring them to their natural color as the dentist will be color matching to your current shade. Fact five, the key to teeth whitening is the delivery device. So long as a whitening product is a peroxide-based whitener, it will remove the stains. What differentiates one product from the next is the device that holds the whitening agent to the tooth without interruption. Whitening strips neglect the crevices and molars and they slide on your teeth. Whoop. That's the sound of sliding. Give me sound effects for all this. Saliva floods the generic <laughs> trays because they are bulky and do not create a seal. I was doing a seal. You're just chewing. And you likely did not know this, but LED lights are novelty items that add no benefit. You need a high output UV light only found at the dentist. Don't fall for the gimmick. If you insist on a light that does not work, get one on Amazon for under $5. You, but It's like the candles that don't blow out. You just keep trying to whiten your teeth. But <laughs> like it goes, the, the yellow goes away for a second and it keeps coming back. The number one whitening device recommended by dentists is the custom fitted tray. You can have your dentist make your trays for $300 to $600. refuse. Or you can head over to smilebrilliant.com and use their lab direct mail-in process for a fraction of the price that you would pay at the dentist. And if you grind your teeth at night, you can also purchase the Smile Brilliant custom fitted night guards once again for a fraction of the price that the dentist charge. So once again, that's smilebrilliant.com to get these great deals. And even better deal, you can use coupon code LAMeekly to get a special discount on your devices. That's smilebrilliant.com. Please help me stop drinking tea. LA 
I Meekly is back from an ad break, everybody. And both of us peed. On each other. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Los Angeles. Is Nobody stops you from peeing on your friends. You could pee on anybody. <laughs> to remind everybody, we're talking, we're and we're listening to all of your answers about what tethers you to Los Angeles. So hey, let's get back into it. All right, we've got our next uh category yes. for you. This one is mm, I like to act out each one. Yeah, mm. you do. No one, no one knows this, but you've been acting out everyone. I have a different wig for each <laughs> one. Food and entertainment. Oh. Even though Greased Weasel forbade it, I'm still going to read these answers. I'll allow it. I'll allow it, but you better watch yourself. Watch <laughs> this one is from I Am Bukowski. I, 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 it took so long to understand what this username was yeah. until I finally am reading it out loud. I Am Bukowski, babe. Easy. On Instagram, tacos. Actually, any Mexican food. I lived in New York City for six years and the Mexican food was absolute crap. Yeah. SoCal Mexican food is the best. Oh, and my job keeps me there. So there's that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, uh, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> oh, she makes tacos. Uh, so the, this next uh, food and entertainment is from Waterford Beach, which uh, is Dave, our old friend Dave Aurelia. Hi, Dave. If Chris and Cindy are our comedy parents, Dave is sort of our comedy a midwife. Yeah. Like he birthed us he birthed into us. the comedy His world. His hands got dirty birthing us. Yeah. And it was messy. This was not, we crowned. Right? <laughs> Food, attractive people, sunsets, lots of ability to do improv and comedy as a hobby, lots of entertainment and theme park options, fun museums, yeah. great views of slash from mountains, beaches, the unfairplex. <laughs> I'm got since we're discounting all food and entertainment things, one thing he says here does have a point. The ability to do improv and comedy as a hobby. Yeah, yeah. There are other cities where that's done, but I think that the proximity uh, yeah. to like the, I guess the industry. But there's so many, I mean, not anymore, but like there yeah. used to be so many options. There's there's sort of like you and I, I think, because we are uh, constantly in the rat race mindset of like, this is a, we yeah. gotta be the best at the, at the yeah. open mic, but you can just do it for yeah. fun. Oh, absolutely. It started to get more fun when we would just, when we found our friend group and we're yeah. like, you know, at Paladino's when it would just be like eight of us and it was all people that we knew and were friends uh, with. I and like the thrill of winning over a stranger. I hope a drunk straggler from the laundromat wanders in so I could win them over. It hey, found the, I it, could live off that for a week. <laughs> it found the most fun when it was just performing for our friends because it felt the most hobby-ish. Yeah, and I guess that kind of ties back into like you found sort of your tribe, yep. your, your community. But yeah, you can do that. So like you can do acting as like for fun. Mm -hmm. Like, like if you could do background acting just like on your day off if you want. <laughs> I mean, this is an answer from earlier. Yeah, someone here who wants to be successful at acting or writing can be friends with someone here who want to be who wants to be in the aerospace industry, and they're uh, both at the uh, same uh, level. Uh, I don't wait. completely two industries, and they I, can become friends. And I'm not be, friends. With, they can't. What What do they have to offer me? They can't advance my career. Oh, you're gonna show me where constellations are? I can't even see any of them. I want to see the other stars, <laughs> Angeline. <laughs> I saw her the other day, almost lost my mind. It Did was you so really? Exciting. Yeah, she drove, she zoomed past me on the 101. My whole life happens on the 101 in traffic. She zoomed past me during traffic, While which I, I had believe. a burrito in my, yeah, <laughs> in a monster truck going over everyone else's it's like cars. A, it's like a soundless ambulance. Everyone just like moves to the right and then Angeline <laughs> speeds by. So this next one from, this is from Free Great Movies on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Nonstop entertainment. Of course, Free Great Movies. Of course. Is from movie screenings. Of course, Free Great Movies. <laughs> and concerts to everyday 
craziness on the streets. Every other American city is boring compared to LA. In, in those terms, probably, yeah. yeah. I, I can only I mean, think of other couple cities. Detroit's that, pretty exciting for a different reason. <laughs> How will it happen to me tonight? I, as, yeah, movie openings and like, what do they call those? Not retro movies, but when they re- replay classics and stuff. My DVD player. Your DVD player, thank you the, very much. My, this is our Karnak routine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there's other cities that do that too, but it feels more exciting here. I don't know. I mean, I haven't done it in other cities, but I've talked to people in like in Chicago or Portland where they have like a, a big movie screening or a big festival. I don't know what it is. Well, there, there's, there's an added element that uh, ties into other things that we've talked about also, but you could go to one of these screenings and you never know who's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was at the AMC in Burbank and um, two screens over from me without oh, my right. knowledge, they were showing the new James Bond movie and apparently Daniel Craig and Rami Malek wow. just showed up to like talk to the audience. I was saying to you, if I ran into Daniel Craig at a screening for James Bond, I would still be asking questions about Knives Out. I would be asking him all the questions I have about defiance. <laughs> were you really in World War II? <laughs> Did you really kill a German guy for that matter? Were you like that guy that Greg saw uh, from <laughs> Band of Brothers? Um, so these are all good answers, but food and entertainment were forbidden, so you're all going to be docked points at the end of the night. Ooh, uh, sorry, four. guys. Yeah, sorry. Oh, wait, no, sorry. There's one more. Oh. And uh, speaking of James Bond, this is from Rebecca Nicole 007. Oh. Would you believe it? I Would you believe ever it. believe it? So did you kill Nazis? <laughs> um, uh, they say it has absolutely everything. Yeah. Plain and simple. I kind of believe that. So here's next category. This is the second of our outlier questions. This is from LA Meekly alumni Ada G. Ruiz. Oh, she sounds beautiful. <laughs> oh, what's her number? Is she taken? Mm, not anymore. Uh, what? This is her answer. It's a dear John to you. Her answer is not answering the question. This is just Ada's. Apparently, she wants to have a new segment of Ada's problems with Los Angeles Corner. It'll fill time. She said, and we got to stretch this episode. My response is a little more on the depressing side, but what the heck? A lot of time we romanticize LA and its history in a way that makes it appealing to outsiders. For those who were born and raised here, it's our home and we can't bear to live anywhere else because our roots are here. But others outsiders. It's a new haven filled with opportunities in a city that seems so inviting, but these new people often ignore their periphery and only see what they want to see, the welcoming climate, inclusive culture, rich history, etc. Now, as LA approaches its new stages of post-pandemic, heavy quotes on that one, many natives would agree that it's become unbearable. The inequality that exists in the city is more visible than ever. How can a city so inviting and rich in history impose high taxes, eye-watering rent, and push homeless people off the streets? I say this in hopes to spark a conversation between the history of LA and what we are actually dealing with, what good is preserving history if the city is forcibly trying to bury it, destroy it, or sweep it under the rug? I feel like she's putting us down somehow. Pig and whistle. You're the pig. You pig you're and the whistle. pig and whistle. I'm the pig. Uh, you're the whistle. Um, <laughs> no, I see clearly what she's saying. The, the question is, why not anywhere else? Because our roots are deeply tied here, and mm-hmm. it makes it hard when people come here. Let's say, and they want to open up a place on Hollywood Boulevard, and they don't care about the pig and whistle, and they buy it and completely tear out everything that made it historic and cool, and that's a problem. Yes, but then what does she like about what's keeping her here? Her roots and her love of the city and its history. Unfortunately, the history isn't being preserved to the max. 
Hawks. That's not the Los Angeles I know. <laughs> but I agree with her. I, I like. I love. Yeah, no, she. Of course, she's right. Yeah. As both of her boyfriends uh, were obligated <laughs> to say, of course she's right. But um, she she really hit the nail on the head that it is like I was talking about. Like it's it is becoming kind of unbearable yeah, post pandemic. I don't know who's. I do not know who's. Um, I'm yeah. not pointing any fingers. Like I don't know who's responsible for yeah. that. But the traffic, the high prices of things, like it's it's becoming unlivable. The way I've always said, San Francisco or everyone in thought San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. is unlivable. There's no room. Everything's so expensive. There's no parking. Those have for a long time been the stereotypes of living in San Francisco. And they're all true now about LA. Yeah, and, and they weren't true maybe 10 years ago. They weren't true. And it, it worries me that like there's no going back from that, no. from this, because like who's going to, if you're charging me $15 for a burrito right now, like what incentive do you have to lower that back to $10 yeah, or have, something? I mean, when people stop buying it. Yeah, but will they? No, I don't know. Because I'm, there's so many people that have money and Spend it <laughs> on burritos that I want. I love that we're talking about once again food with you instead of why do real estate developers just buy up all the land and build no, houses? Let's not blame them. Let's not point any fingers that people can can't. I mean, we say can't live in, but once this rich person who's renting moves out, how easily do you think you'll be able to fill it in with another rich? Young easy, person. easy. I guess you're right. Yeah. Very easy. Like, look at my building. It was. Oh yeah, that's right. They, they, now you're all influencers there. They, I am a influencer by proxy. Like everyone, <laughs> Ray renovated it. Yeah. Quote unquote renovated it. Uh, we've had no hot water for the last four days. Great renovation. They painted old paint on it. They had old paint that was wet, and they painted the building with old paint. So they paint. They use old paint to paint with old paint on an old. Building. And this has been Greg's old paint. <laughs> this has been Greg's first sign of dementia. <laughs> but yeah, like they, they quote unquote renovated, literally doubled the rent and people took it. Yeah. Like there's Here's young the people who just have money. Like there will never be a lack of 1% people who have money. Like there will always be a 1% yeah. and the rest of us are, uh, see, you on, see you in Lancaster. See you on the, I'm going to be living on the music road. I've said this a couple of times through this podcast, but the LA and this, the West and Southern California are all like the siren calling everybody out to right. drown them. Well, we have the everything. Fool, it's We've, the foolish hope that we are apparently yeah. addicted to. We but love it, that. it's not just like, it's weird because it wasn't, we think sometimes it's in the entertainment industry or whatever, but it, like it, it was oil before gold. that. It was boosterism before before gold. that gold. gold it was gold before that it I was, forgot you're then, not wearing headphones so you can't hear me yelling gold, gold at you gold 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 Greg. gold gold Greg <laughs> buy buy sell it's always been something it's been the air before it's always been the right. thing that's drawn people right. to us I want, I came here for the tuberculosis <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah it's always drawn well, people well I guess what Ada's trying to say is that that can we get back what we like the roots that we that are keeping us here like are the roots being rotted <laughs> I don't know like can we can we preserve that yeah I mean like when does this become when does it become unlivable for people when is this always, just the theme park yeah exactly like Manhattan is and yeah when when do the people who've grown up here can't afford to live here we all have to move out and it becomes truly a city of only transplants I'll say it again like Manhattan is uh, yeah I don't know and it scares me like yeah. I don't want the pandemic like moved us forward three spaces yeah, yeah. in terms of like I'm still on yeah. No, like I, I don't want to be on. Yeah. We're on Madison Avenue already. Is that a spot on the map? Let's do it's Ventner. Okay, we're on Ventner. Knowing right Daniel, now. you want to play a full game to length to be like, there is a Madison Avenue. <laughs> uh, let's just pause this. Okay, so let's get to the, the next big category. 
Hollywood. Oh. This one is from Bionic Dave on Instagram. Oh, hi, Bionic Dave, who gave us great suggestions for Earthquake. Yeah, he did. Which I, we should probably read later because <laughs> there was an earthquake yesterday morning and then one like I think like last week or something crazy. I'll read it after the big one. We'll have time then. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I dropped my emergency pack and it shattered. <laughs> so he says, for most people, it's the fantastic weather plus the excitement yes. and glamour of the entertainment industry. And for a segment of those people, those who think they've got talent. Yeah. I, I feel like so many people are directing these at You're us. You're taking it. This is strictly business and you're taking it very personally. Very personally. You're, what, what am I trying to say? You're your, Sonny Corleone and I'm Michael Corleone yeah, and I'm about to, to kill my own brother. Uh, ho- spoilers. Hollywood is also like a casino. They might hit, like we were saying, they might hit the jackpot and win fame and fortune. They might win a chance to rewrite their life story to reinvent themselves. True. So many people, like throughout time, so many people have come here to, that. that I think is a big appeal to yeah. people is that you can become a different person. Mm-hmm. You can move here and become Angeline. Yeah. And you could also like, uh, you know, we always say rich and famous you can also just come here and work your whole life and be clancy brown you know what i mean clancy brown clancy brown's a well-known actor who's clancy brown oh my god clancy brown is the security guard in shawshank redemption he's also the bad guy in carnival he's also the voice of um mr krabs and spongebob oh okay that you uh, you you could have started at spongebob he's a great actor who's in i feel like everything but you can be clancy brown you could be somebody who like oh i know him he's in this and this and this and this and this and you don't know the name clancy brown you know yeah, I mean? who wouldn't know that you name? could be dick miller you can be somebody who works your entire life and not necessarily be rich like like famous like oh my god brad pitt at a art gallery, but you can be like Dick Miller. You can have that too. But even that is still winning the jackpot. Like if you are, if you are this uh, mythical Clancy Brown, like you've hit the jackpot. Like I guess so. Like people, you can live your life normally, but also you, li- you live the- on SpongeBob money. You live in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than SpongeBob money. <laughs> But yeah, the, like we were saying, it really is a casino. Like we are, yeah. uh, it's a Larry Flynn casino. Yeah. Like we're trying to hit the jackpot. We're addicted. We're, yeah, yeah. We have become addicted to to the carrot dang, dangling in front of us from I, our own arm that we need CBD oil for. Every time I go to any other city, I'm always super self-conscious about, especially like something tourist, like I just came from Vegas and it's, you know, it's the tourists versus the locals. The locals work all the jobs there. Mm-hmm. The tourists are come and just get drunk and throw up in the street. And I like, I always look down in places like that or you go to Hawaii and you're like, oh, this is the tourists versus the locals. And I'm, I'm like, what's it like to live there? I know what it's like to live there. Like I live there, but it, it feels a little bit different here because I, I feel like we have a weird third thing, the tourists, the locals, and then also the people who came here to make it. Do you know, do you kind of get what I'm saying? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I was playing the SpongeBob theme song in my head. I feel like nobody moves to Vegas. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. It just feels like something's masking the idea that this is a purely tourist town that's a casino and a theme park and it's all magic and games. Like there's something, there's like a third element that hides the fact that it's nakedly that. Los Angeles is clearly a tourist town full of tourists. We Okay, so you're saying we are Las Vegas only we pretend like we're not? But there's a shroud that's that makes you forget sometimes that that we are clearly just a big tourist. Now, maybe if we were just talking about Los Angeles versus Hollywood and Hollywood is that. Anyway, this metaphor is getting way it's beyond not even. A, I guess it is a metaphor. Uh, <laughs> you said shroud. There's a I'm just talking about tourist towns and I forget that I live in a tourist town. It's a tourist town, but there's something about it that makes me forget. Maybe it's only apparent to tourists that it's a tourist town because I'm a local. I see it differently. I know when I'm around a lot of tourists and I know when, like I, and there's times where I just don't feel like I can be at Santa Monica Pier and I don't feel like I'm surrounded by tourists. You live in the theme park. I live. I guess I live in a theme yeah. park. I you're, guess I'm- You're a Disney cat. I'm a Disney cat. Um, so this next one is from Sarah Lai on Instagram. I like dabbling in the industry and just being near it. That's another thing of of uh, like like I was saying of like, 
I'm so close. Like if oh, I right, right, if right, I right. move far away, then I'm not close yeah, anymore. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, they're gonna see me on an elevator and give me a job. Yeah, they're gonna see me in traffic on the 101. <laughs> this next one is from Eric Daly on Facebook. I'm sure a lot of people will say you gotta love celebrity sightings. We said that. Yeah. Uh, I know I do, but recently I took the time to contemplate the question: Why am I so excited to see Zachary Quinto in Four Cafe? <laughs> the conclusion I came to is that there's an unconscious feeling that if he's an ostensibly important person eating in this restaurant and I too am eating Uh in this restaurant, then perhaps I'm also an important person. There are so many important things, quote unquote, happening in the city, some of which truly are important, some of which only give the appearance of importance and deciphering between the two is often impossible. So being in this city gives us the sense, whether we're baristas or movie moguls, that we are important, that we matter, that we're part of something meaningful. Right. That's a really valuable feeling that we all need. But then, of course, the great disappointment of the city is that what seems so important really wasn't that you just spent the best years of your life making Hobbes and Shaw. Uh And and therein lies the complexity and fun of our city. It's so awesome and so disappointing at the very same time. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, he put, I think what we've been trying to, your whole metaphor about the veil and all that. Yeah, wonderfully constructed by the way. (laughs) My Pulitzer Prize winning metaphor. I think he crystallized it of like being so close to it, being tangentially, I live five minutes from Warner Brothers. Like, but you don't work for Warner Brothers. Like you, even if you work for Warner Brothers, like you're not, you're not Robert Pattinson. <laughs> in that same field, like seeing a celebrity who was in a movie, it's like, oh, wow, astounding. And then you sometimes be at a party and you talk about to like a, a gaffer who worked on the movie. And I kind of, it fills me with the same like, oh, you were there when they were making that. Yeah. Like, like it, it's the same thrill. Like when they were filming the Paul Thomas Anderson movie right. in front of our building. And you spent the trailer looking for your apartment. Yeah, I, I rewatched the trailer many tra- times <laughs> trying to see the back of my building. I think I did. But seeing just like from my window of like that person is painting the license plates <laughs> that are going to be in the movie. I can't believe it. But like, who yeah. cares? Like she's literally, she could be painting like a, uh, what, what do people paint? <laughs> Old paint on houses. <laughs> she could be, <laughs> but yeah, she could be like doing anything, but yeah. like the fact that she's doing this mundane thing for a movie seems yeah. so exciting and uh, she's a part of it. Like I'm sure this person felt like I'm a part of Hollywood yeah, and yeah, she yeah. is a part of Hollywood. She's at the, at the end of the day, she just painted license plates yeah. or something. But it still feels important because and, that person will be in a movie screening of it and see the uh, close up of the license plate, plate and be like, that was that's me. me. <laughs> I've that made is my me. Mark. I can tell that story at parties now. Yeah, I will be showing my grandchildren that yeah, scene. That, Only I that scene. That. And I love that. I love that aspect of working and like you are also a part of this thing too. It's not just Paul Thomas Anderson's glory. It's also the lighting person's glory. My building is in that movie. (laughs) I built that building with my paycheck. I talk about the street that I, you know, I I live near Baxter Street and anytime it's in any movie or even it was in a cartoon that's me too. It makes you feel like you matter. Yeah. yeah, That's me. He said it exactly. Mm, Me too though. I said it too. (laughs) Uh, Tell me the thing about the veil again. Um, Okay. So moving out of Hollywood, which I hope not to do. Which everyone is right now. The third outlier question that we have. This is from William Schmilliam on Instagram. (laughs) Great name. I can't leave. Someone stole my catalytic converter off my truck. (laughs) Feels like the CCR song about being stuck in Lodi. We both had catalytic converter scares. You might have had your catalytic converter. I might have no catalytic. Someone broke into my car and took my fog machine and they broke all of the... uh, The KKK took my catalytic (laughs) converter away. Once the car starts, I'll know if I lost my catalytic converter. I don't know why this whole catalytic converter is happening. Everything's drugs. drugs with you. Uh, okay, you so- take a little bit of CBD oil, and now you are you defending all the drug addicts in the world. How am I going to pay for that ointment without your catalytic converter? I have carpal tunnel, Greg, and it hurt to steal that catalytic converter. 
So with, this is our final major category we have okay. here. Opportunity slash home is where the heart is. Okay. Opportunity is different than jobs for you? Uh, yeah, it is. We, You and I have opportunity. We do not have jobs. Fair. <laughs> so okay. they're not mutually Fair. exclusive. Fair. This is from LA.Rubay on Instagram. Hi. I've always known LA as a city of opportunity. Growing up with immigrant parents, that's mm-hmm. what they told me their reason for moving here is. As time has passed on, people I've met over time from all over the place have told me that they needed change and or an opportunity and LA seemed like the perfect place for that. Yeah. I know Hollywood and the film industry has a lot to do with it, of course, but besides that, people come here to, I don't know, become something better. Better, I guess, or whatever they think that is. Yeah, it's, I absolutely agree with know, that. Yeah. Reinventing yourself, and also, you know, from an from as my perspective as an immigrant, um, <laughs> you can make it happen here. And if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> but there are so many different industries that you can yeah. dabble in and mm-hmm. try to spin that roulette wheel. Yeah, it's not just Hollywood. Like you could be trying to get into aerospace or yeah. something. Like you don't you don't know if you're going to get it or not. Trade Tech was uh, saw all kinds of people coming from all over the world to be in that class just mm-hmm. to learn how. To sign painting from doc that was another thing that was like that had nothing to do with you know well, sometimes you end up in the industry but like that that was just people coming all the way over here to learn from a class and then some of them stayed some of them went back home with yeah. knowledge. there's something about here where you can come here and you can be a sign painter if you wanted to yes you can reinvent yourself in los yep. angeles this next one's from i.am.dave.luna on instagram dot spelled out or were they the dots oh uh, wait let me, let me oh i i had uh oh, it's an image had, of dot from animaniacs yeah I, I i got this mod on my <laughs> keyboard so whenever i I do a period it's dot from Animaniacs. Um, I love the sense of community. People talk to each other here. I had to move in 2012. My last experience that I had as part of the community was when the grocery store stopped providing plastic bags and we were made to bring reusable ones. Mm-hmm. I was at the store and me and this guy were looking at each other holding our tote bags and shared a look of, can you believe this S word? <laughs> no words were exchanged, but we still knew what each other was thinking. I love those moments. Yeah. Well, every place sort of has a community, but even like, you know, I don't care, but the I don't care about community. We can be the dot. I'm going to bring up the Dodgers because when they lost a couple days ago, I'm sure in your household there was a deep sadness. Yeah, it was very quiet. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of cities do have that. But yeah, Dodgers hey, are better than everybody else. <laughs> Dodgers are better, except the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> so this next one is from Kinky Control HQ. Oh dear. Whoa. On Instagram. I've lived all over the world and find it easy to adapt and thrive, met people and create new scenes, but I guess I keep coming back to SoCal because I was raised here and there could be far worse fallback plans. Food and entertainment and art are key to me. The built-in in-friend structure yeah. from having been born here also helps with networking and collaborating in person, building things, projects, businesses, scob hands, literal physical structures, which is something telecommuting will never be able to replicate. Absolutely. Th- this is and, more on the home is where the heart is sort of thing. And that's roots. And then you, your, your roots are so deep here that going somewhere else, it wouldn't feel right. Yeah. Like I, I can't imagine leaving my family. I mean, I, I think about it all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, sure. They've been pushing me too. <laughs> you mean, I, I live lived up north for a while and you lived in other places but yeah, yeah no it, but we it, came back but we came back all my stuff is here <laughs> you keep bragging about how much stuff <laughs> oh wow have. he has stuff back up everybody <laughs> he, has, he has a car that got broken into <laughs> uh, he has a lot less stuff now <laughs> this next one is from caterwalling on instagram hi because i've survived it this long part, <laughs> part of it is Hell just yeah. despite those people in places that are constantly raining s word on la uh-huh. even though we're very populated by those people from those places but also the light here feels like true light like this is the only place where you can see colors as they were intended i think mm. this part is it does she do cbd possibly thc possibly 
TLC. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds beautiful the way this person put it. That's a unique thing. Yeah. We haven't heard the the light being. Yeah. We do have great sunsets from pollution. <laughs> Every time part of the state is on fire, we get great sunsets. <laughs> and, then, and it smells like a smell of a barbecue in the air. The next one is from art underscore agency underscore Los Angeles on Instagram. It's the only place that feels like home. Everything just feels right here. The people, the attitude, the layout of the city, all the space and having the ocean and mountains both right here with us. The weather, honestly, mostly it's the weather. Is there ever a part of the city where you go to and you feel like, and both of us feel like we could live anywhere, but do you, ever, do you ever part of the city where you're like, this is like a home to me? And it's like your first time being there and you're like, this, I can make this, this feels, there's something here that I recognize as like homey. Um... No, I'm something of a wanderer. A railroad drifter. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like we were in, actually, I'll be talking about this later, but we were in a certain part of the eastern reaches of Los Angeles mm-hmm. County. And I was shocked by how like, this is really nice. Yeah. Like this is, if it didn't feel so far yeah, yeah, away yeah. from like what I know, yeah. like that, it feels so far from the valley. Yeah, it's like, a different valley. It's San Gabriel <laughs> Valley. Yeah. Downtown Monrovia walking, oh, yeah, just driving around there. I was like, oh yeah, this is, this, there's something about this, like the activity or West Covina too, where my cousin Lizzie grew up. Uh, we go down the main drag and every time I'm there, I'm like, it feels like the scenes filmed in Erie, PA and that thing you do when the, the it just looks like an old <laughs> yeah. main street and all those old main streets left over. I could be from working the 60s. at this washing machine store when my band gets played when I finally hit the lotto <laughs> and I can quit the washing machine. But there's, there's so many stretches of the city where I'll end up and I'm like, I, I think that I grew up here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> On Point Furman. I think I, I think I grew up here I in the bushes. I grew up in this old lighthouse. <laughs> uh, so this next one is from our one of our new batch of Patreon supporters that I thought was related to you, David Gonzalez. Hi, David Gonzalez. Uh, my parents immigrated to the area from Mexico in the 70s because it's where people they already knew and or mm-hmm. looked like were already living, a pre-built community. It's probably the same reason I'm still here. Can't imagine living somewhere else and being the only brown person in the room. Yeah. Also, nice weather, year-round access to mountains and the outdoors, donut shops on every corner that hey. can't be understated, burger shacks that also make pastrami and tacos, carne oh, yeah. asada get-togethers with the extended family on weekends that may or may not include mariachi or some other live music, swimming pools, walking around is pretty easy, craftsman bungalows, sick the, yes, we the, agree with all of those. I, the the backyard mariachi family gath carne asada family gathering yeah. is something I have always wished I was a part of. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> is that not what um, Alberto Alberto does? He does, and I love it every year. He does, but it's it's still just yeah, like that's as close as I'm going to get, and yeah. it's great, and I love it every year. We just eat a bunch of carne asada for yeah. like nine hours. <laughs> the biggest piece of carne asada you've ever seen. And you're like that won't fit in my mouth, but it ends up in your body. We all start somehow. on different quadrants. <laughs> <laughs> like he's saying, it's yeah. just, it's home. It, so my dad's side of the family is even split even further into other branches, but the West Coast Gonzalez's in Santa Monica would have mariachis in the, the back. The West Side Gonzalez's. West Side Gonzalez's, yeah. West Side Gonzalez's would have mariachi bands come over and they would like bury meat in the ground with a fire pit. What? Oh, yeah. okay. It was that whole thing. I'm like, and you had to, real. it was like a scavenger hunt? It was, was a scavenger hunt. It was one of those things that you had to be, like we would have to do shifts all night. I only did like twice in my life, but it was like, oh, this is like a completely different vibe than what I'm used to because we just get like oldies, black on a bad radio mm-hmm. and then someone's drunk and cooking bad meat. We that, forgot where we I'm, buried I'm, the I'm, meat. I'm just talking about my specific house th- that I live in. <laughs> and David Gonzalez might have been there. He might have been there. I don't know. I have a lot of cousins. So uh, the last one from this category is from TRH Cabana, uh, CBD Cabana 3 mm-hmm. on Instagram. I don't think I could ever move away from LA because it's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Fair. Roots. It's uh, Roots. Roots, man. Roots, man. Uh, and this is the final answer we have for the whole episode. This one is from a very special person. 
Greg's mama. My mother. Because L.A. is cool. She's absolutely <laughs> she right. Have, She's 100%. Couldn't have put it better. Oh, and also because I want my son to move. <laughs> Why won't he leave? That sums it up. What else do you want to know, Greased Weasel? You want to know what my mom thinks about some other stuff? <laughs> We're starting a new podcast with Greg's mom. <laughs> okay, so in the end, based on the consensus of what people love about L.A., who is L.A. best for? From what I'm gathering, people who want unpredictability in everything but the weather, yeah. people who want variety and diversity and everything, including the landscape, people who have foolish hope and big dreams and careers, and also Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs> that's who LA seems to be for. There's a lot of why- burrito and taco talking. Yeah. You know what? You, gosh darn you right. You can tell us not to mention food all you no. want, but we, it's all we know. It's so it's intrinsically such a part, part of yeah, the city is. that you can't go without mentioning. You can't. But yeah, I think that sort of distills it. Yeah. Unpredictability, diversity and variety, and uh, Mexican food, and uh, maybe foolish hope and making it big. I that That's how I feel. That's probably boiled <laughs> down. That's what the city, the inner workings of the city, and even the people that, like the boosters or anybody who moved here, even the- They were you know, selling that. Yeah, dream. and the 11 families that came here from Mexico were the, the old the, burrito crates that they used to send out to other parts of the country. <laughs> the 11 families that walked here or whatever from Mexico. I wonder what they are coming for. And I was probably just like, yeah, we want to, we want to reinvent yeah. ourselves up north. I want to work in aerospace. I want to work in said. aerospace. I want to invent like, airplanes. I want to work for Elon Musk. <laughs> That's what the Pobladors were saying. Um, my name is Ignacio Wright. And I'm the right, the third right brother. <laughs> the derecha hermanos. <laughs> well, if you want to be a hermano to us, yeah. you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, just press the app and leave us five stars. You don't even have to leave us words. Just leave us five stars. It, it helps us out. It makes us uh, more, visible. more visible and more respectable. So we like that. It really helps us if you haven't done that already. Same on Spotify. I think you can leave reviews. But you can look at our YouTube channel. Yep. Just look for Ali Meekly on YouTube. We have full episodes. We have this some video segments we have each segment of every episode cut up so if you just want to hear one part of it if like let's say your favorite part is like whatever Greg talks about you could do that you can make a whole yeah. playlist of whatever Greg yeah, talks about. Yeah those don't get a lot of views. Our <laughs> website lameeklypodcast.com is up. We have a full archive of all our episodes. And the segments. And segments uh, of every category and a little bit about us and a little bit about what we're like. And a little bit of Monica by our side. <laughs> uh, you could follow us on Twitter at LA Meekly mm-hmm. uh, or our personal ones. I'm at DM Zafrin. I'm at Twitter is Greg Grego underscore Gonzo on Instagram. I'm Grego Gonzo. Our Instagram is LA underscore Meekly. Uh, to close out the show, we have got a listener question. Oh, We've they're asking answers. us questions I'm now. sick. I don't, yeah, I, the nerve. The, I don't want to hear what they have to say anymore. I want to talk now. I it's our turn to talk. I'm a question guy. So this one is from the aforementioned Catterwalling on Instagram. What are a few neighborhoods in LA you were surprised to learn exist? Hmm. I should have done research for this one. Um, Let me tell you the one, because I was alluding to it before, because we were just in, it's like the old town of Laverne. And there's like these beautiful old like Victorian craftsman buildings on these like really nice tree-lined streets. It's It felt like I was in uh, Maine or something. It it was really, really shockingly nice. Shockingly nice for a place that isn't, you know, where I live. (laughs) How could we possibly be nice? And I've mentioned this place before, but that area that I think it's called like View Park, Windsor Hills. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, like really nice old houses on that hill above Crenshaw with a really nice view of downtown. But in terms of just places I had no idea existed, period, Bradbury. Oh, right. Bradbury is a place. We were, uh, for uh, for the project we're working on, we yeah. went to Bradbury 
I still don't know where Bradbury is. I thought you left that to me and I looked it up on a map like, oh, it's near all the, because our dog park is in San Marino and sometimes we'll just go a little bit further and kind of go wandering until we hit Covina and then turn around. But yeah, Bradbury, I hadn't stopped there. I'm like, are, is he making this up? Is there going to be like a... <laughs> I left a copy of the Martian Chronicles on the side of the road. Welcome to Bradbury. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to go to Lee Brackettsburg. <laughs> I think that the one that surprised me most is kind of venturing into the San Gabriel Mountains, taking Angeles National Crest Highway up or uh, Azusa Road. I was buying gold leaf in Azusa and I was like, where's the, you know, I had like an hour to kill. So I'm like, what goes on? I just want to see what it kind of leads into. Because sometimes you follow a path into the San Gabriel Mountains and see something really nice. And you never come out. And then found like a beautiful, like, uh, you know, there's trails there, but making it to the top and then overlooking this beautiful, I don't know if it's a lake, it's a body of water. And it's gorgeous. And you're like, oh, I I didn't, like sometimes you sneak into the mountains and you'll be like, oh. It, there's also like weird little hidden villages. Mm-hmm. Like like I found out in, in the canyons. In, in the can- in Tabanga, in Tabanga, Tabanga Canyon. That's what he wanted to do to Tabanga and the boy meets world, right? I'm like, am I right? Hey, high five. I know you're really far. Yeah, there's just like weird little, uh, yep. like even Pockets. in Calabasas, like there's that weird old town thing. Yeah, yeah there's just weird little little villages yeah. almost around. I, I took my dad to Pomona. I love Pomona. And we were out there at the whatever university out there. He's like me. He wanted to take the streets back. I'm like, can you do He's like, you just go down there and we were talking about it a little bit. And we just took the streets back and you just, past some like it's a little bit farmy and then you pass city of industry and it's just like gross and industrial <laughs> industrial and then you you go that way and you end up kind of near monterey park there's lots of little pockets that i had no idea mm-hmm. about and you get like we're talking about this whole time about variety and diversity diversity i can be in 20 different cities on one stretch of road so yeah that was our listener answer november episode we we hope you uh we crystallized it took all of our brains to sort of power ranger what do they call it voltron no that's voltron what's, what's the, the power, power what's it called thing? when all the power rangers come together. Uh, I know it's called a copy of being Voltron. <laughs> Let's just say Power that we all Voltroned. When they all go-go Power Rangers. We all came together and sort of came up with a, a hopefully a clearer picture of why we are all here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, enjoy. That was our November episode. We'll see you in a couple weeks for our next music one. But in, if not that, enjoy Thanksgiving also. Yeah, um, please. Eat a few giblets for me. <laughs> As I wish every Thanksgiving to all of our listeners, save a giblet for me. And that has been yet another episode of LA Meekly. Insisting that food is the answer to everything since 2013. It is for you, I know that. Here we go if with we the talk, body shaming. If we talk about but, any problem, you immediately like, how does it relate to oh, food? Look, you're going to come at me for my metaphors about food, Mr. Vale of Hollywood? Oh my oh. God. He has CBD oil and he can't stop eating all the time. <laughs> the oh, he's reason, always been like this? The only reason I'm not ripping that head off your head is because I am doused with CBD right now. <laughs> this is the chillest I'll ever be. <laughs> I'm so laid back right now. <laughs> as soon as I'm done in my drum circle, I'm going to rip your head off. <laughs>